Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Welcome to another episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast. Today, we have such an exciting guest, Emily Lay from Simplified. I can't believe it. I, when we got the email asking if we wanted to have her on, I sat there like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Call Jacqueline immediately. I was like, just say yes. Do we want to have Emily Lay? I don't even think you read the email to what it was about. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even finish reading the email. I, I was like, wait, is this part of a new book? Is she launching a new product? <laughs> what is, you know, I was excited, of course. But I was like, what is it? And Jackie's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I sent, I forwarded you an email. <laughs> so anyway, today we have Emily Lay on from Simplified. I know that a lot of y'all of our listeners are in her Facebook group, Simplified Sisterhood, because we see you commenting. Yes. <laughs> and so. if you're not, we usually, you know, only push our Facebook group, but hers is a lot of fun and it's a really supportive community too. Before we get to the interview, we want to tell you a little bit about her book. So her book is Growing Boldly and it has such a beautiful cover. It'll look great on your bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) and and flowers on the front, of course, and all her aesthetic is just so preppy and darling. I love it. Mm -hmm. And Emily in her book really tells the story of Simplified and I'm just such a admirer of all that she's built and been able to accomplish as a mom and just really balancing life and business. And she talks a lot about that, but she also, if you're not like a business person, she just Mm -hmm. talks about becoming the person that you want to become and getting to know who you are at your core as well. So really in this time of pandemic times, self-care can get swept under the rug. I really like it. So what are your, have any thoughts, Jackie? What are your takeaways? Yeah, this is, it, it might seem, especially at surface, that this is a business book, but it's it's not. Um, and Emily will talk about that in our interview too, that this is really just to help you stop getting lost in your day-to-day responsibilities and taking a look at who you are and who you want to be and what kind of life you want to live. For sure. And I don't own any of her planners. I read Grace Not Perfection, which I think was her first book. Um, I think her second. Oh, her second. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think her second one. She says that too. Yeah, her second one. But tell about your planners because you didn't say this in the interview and you just told me and I thought it was. (laughs) I, I started using Emily's planners Um, I think in college, because I had bounced around, I'm a huge pen to paper person. Mm -hmm. um, And I bounced around in a couple different planners, and I never found one I liked. And then I found hers, and she has an academic set and, you know, just a a full calendar year. And then she also has weekly. And they really, like, grow with your phases of life. So in college, I really liked the academic, obviously. And that one also broke down each day and your top priorities for the day um, and like the hours. So I knew when I was in class, I knew when I had, you know, group meetings and things like that. And then now I'm on the weekly because I can schedule my day more freely. And I just have to focus on what those top three things I want to accomplish every day. And each one comes in a beautiful box that I actually use any mementos for the year. I put in that box and I label it and that way it doesn't take up a lot of space and it's practical. That's cute. so cute. I love that. Her aesthetic is just so good. And I really think the 
the prettiness and the practicalness mm-hmm. of her products are what have made her so successful. And that's kind of the same thing with this book. It's very pretty, but there's a lot of worksheets and it's very practical. Let me get into that. Y'all probably already know who she is. <laughs> so I think we should just get to the interview. I think so too. All right. We hope, hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Hi, Emily. Thanks for being on The Millennial Homemakers. We are so excited to have you, and I know that our audience is going to be pumped to see your name pop up as well. Hi. Thank you, Kasega, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you guys. Great. I, and like Jacqueline said, like I know our audience is going to be so excited. We have a few that are very active in your Facebook group, so oh, this that's is going to awesome. be a great surprise for them. For the sure. happiest corner of the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. And so we're here to talk about your new book, Growing Boldly. And I just want to start and say that I loved the color choice for the cover. Yellow, so bright and beautiful. I'm excited to get a hard copy for my bookshelf. So, Oh, thank you so much. Choosing the color of the cover is always a very big decision. So we were, (laughs) I was excited to go bold this time. (laughs) Yes. Well, it was a great choice. So tell us a little bit about your book, Growing Boldly. And what do you hope that women will learn from this book? Well, I wrote Growing Boldly um, about four weeks before the pandemic started last year. So that was really exciting to turn in and realize our entire world's, you know, flipped upside down. Um, But you know, what was so exciting about it is that this book is written really just to inspire women to realize that where you are right now is not where you have to stay. Um, A lot of times we feel so stuck, especially after what we've all been through for the past year or so. Um, And the beautiful part of the book is that having gone through 2020 and 2021, this book is unchanging. Like the things that it's written about are things that do not change when life is hard. So um, it's really my story of how I started Simplified and stories from other women who have gone up against impossible hardships, sometimes really tragic situations, and have still built lives that they are flourishing in. And so my hope is that this book will be a light in the crazy time that we're all living in right now and will just really inspire women to dig in and rediscover who they are outside of all the hats that they wear and all the stress we've been under for the past year so that they can truly do the work to build lives that they love as well. Yes, I read that in your foreword that you had talked about writing it right before the pandemic. And I thought, wow, how yeah. timely, because I think now <laughs> I more than ever, um, women especially are just feeling lost with all the things that they're having to do from Zoom school. And if they still yeah. have a job, keeping their household, it really has thrown all of our schedules through a loop. So yeah. um, I just thought, wow, how timely. Yeah, it um, it's crazy to look back at all that we've been through over the past year. And I'm sure many people listening, myself included, we've had those moments where we're like, I am just trying to keep my head above water. Like I am just trying to keep dinner on the table and the laundry done. And never mind if we have work responsibilities or we're virtual schooling or whatever. Um, it's easy to get lost in that. And the the book has lots of um, worksheets and kind of gives you permission to to dig in and think a little about you. Think a little bit about yourself. And mm-hmm. that is something that we all none of us really have had time for it the past year. So um, it's really interactive and really, really fun. 
And I love all your your previous books were very interactive too. And I just love that you do yeah. that. You you really invite your readers into the process instead of just mm-hmm. here's everything I've learned. It it really encourages you know everybody to to think about themselves. Yeah, I am all for a book that's going to give me advice and encourage me or inspire me. But like at the end of the day, I need to know how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so that's you know, a lot of people have asked me, you know, this is my fourth book. So what is the difference between Growing Boldly and all the others? And I think, I think this is just such a fun um, kind of evolution of things. Grace Not Perfection, my first one was The Heart and Soul. And then A Simplified Life was The Tactics. And When Less Becomes More was kind of the undoing and Growing Boldly is the work. So we dig into a lot about rolling up your sleeves and getting sweaty and doing the work to build that life that you love, but also balancing that out with rest and soul care and nourishment and really filling your well so that you can do all of life and all that's being required of us well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm glad you um, mentioned kind of what those other books were about and how it built up to um, growing boldly, because in growing boldly, you really, like you said, you shared your story of how you started simplified, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people would have started there. Um, and you chose to kind of build a foundation. Can you talk a little bit about why you felt it was important to share those other messages first? Yeah, um, you know, I really feel like my books have followed kind of the the evolution of my own life and who I am. Um, I wrote Grace Not Perfection when my twins were tiny. So I had, mm-hmm. I still don't know how I did that. <laughs> um, I, had, I had infant twins at home and I was going, uh, and a four-year-old, and I was going to my local Starbucks every night at like seven o'clock after bedtime and writing for two hours and coming home. Um, but I, you know, I really feel like the messages from the other books are so important because if you're going to do the work, if you're going to hustle and you're going to... Um, make the sacrifices and do the actions that are required to have actual change in your life. If you're not doing it in a way that's connected to your core, to what you believe in, to those things that you hold true and special and valuable, um, it won't work. And I've always said the day that I own a planner company and that's it, like just a company that sells planners is the day I don't want to do it anymore because it's a lot of work. So Simplified has always been so connected to not just giving women tools like planners to help them achieve a fresh start, but like actual advice and education and inspiration so that they can actually do it. So that's my core. And, you know, women who read this book, they may not necessarily want to build a business. It may be that they want to build or create a home that is loving and safe and caring. It may be that they want to nurture a marriage or create a mission or whatever it is. If you're not connected to the core of why you're doing it, it won't succeed, at least not in the long term. I just love all that. And I really enjoyed the business part of the book. Um, I myself have had to figure that out. So, (laughs) and you talk a lot about building Simplified and how you didn't really know much about paper products at first and you just started selling on Etsy. So, and now you've grown Mm -hmm. it to a multi-million dollar company and you've built a life Mm -hmm. that you love. So can you give our listeners a little preview of that journey um, that's in your book? Yeah. You know, I think I am also guilty of looking at other people on Instagram, um, in on social media, on the internet and seeing 
their success or what they've built or created, be it a business or home life or, or house or whatever, and thinking like, wow, like that just happened for them, you know, mm-hmm. like that's just, they're just so lucky or blessed or whatever. And what we don't see in the highlight reel of social media is the roots, right? We see just the plant. We don't see the roots in the deep, deep, deep work that goes on to create such a thing. Um, And Simplified was the history of Simplified. I mean, I started it 12 years ago. The the past and where it came from, it is riddled with mistakes, costly. I mean, thousands and thousands Uh of dollars worth of mistakes, sometimes with multiple figures in them. Um, I nobody's journey is perfect. And I shared a lot of how it was built. And it's extremely humble beginnings from a car ride home from Pensacola to Tampa, where we were living at the time, where I told my husband, I have a master's degree and a really great corporate job where I'm working 60 hours a week and driving an hour both ways to get there. And I'm absolutely dying inside because I'm just miserable. And I want to be a mother one day and have the flexibility my own mom had as a teacher. And I also want to be fulfilled by this career and have this, you know, my own thing that I'm doing, but it doesn't exist. Like I've tried and tried to find this job and it's not there. So I just decided I was going to make it. And I knew if I was going to do that, it was going to just require a lot of Google searching, a lot of YouTube watching, um, a lot of staying up late and trying to figure out how to use Microsoft Publisher to make wedding invitations, which anybody who's a graphic designer is like cringing inside. <laughs> but I couldn't afford Adobe Illustrator and I didn't know how to use it. So I just, it's, it's little by little. It's, it's taking the little sacrifices, the, the one night of staying up late, another night of staying up late and putting all of those things together to eventually create something that's meaningful and that, is actually true change. I I worked um, at the University of South Florida helping manage their women in leadership and philanthropy program um, with a master's degree in nonprofit management. For two years, I worked there without taking a paycheck from Simplified. Um, I did that during the day and Simplified on my lunch break and at night. And it it was two years of work. I mean, work, work, work. It was a season of put you know going all in and knowing if I lived it's this is Dave Ramsey's quote not mine but I love it um, if I live like no one else right now eventually I'll be able to live like no one else so I knew I had to put in the work at least for a season and so that's what I did and I explained a lot throughout the book about lots of mistakes I made and tough choices I had to make with the business but eventually if we put one foot in front of the other and we keep dusting ourselves off when we mess up and keep believing in that core of who we are and why we're doing it, eventually we get to a place where we can look back and say, okay, it was all worth it. Absolutely. And I love that you always talk about how it was for a season that you were yeah. putting in those those long hours. Because I think there, there are a lot of books out there that encourage you to hustle mm-hmm. and you can have it all if you just keep working harder, um, but they don't mm-hmm. really encourage anyone to to rest and to to focus on kind of the bigger picture overall, which can be very discouraging. Yeah. So how is your book different? I mean, you've already touched on some of it, but. Yeah, no, this was actually super important to me when I wrote Growing Boldly. Um, I had read a lot of books that were, like you said, hustle till it hurts, be a boss, babe, be a girl. But I hate all those words, by the way. <laughs> all of them, like. Can I just be a boss or a babe? Do I have to be a girl boss? <laughs> um, 
But I, all of those, all of those books, while there are great nuggets of information and inspiration to take from them, I felt like they missed the mark because if you hustle till it hurts years on end for seasons on end, and you never give yourself a break, you never refuel what you're, you know, if we're constantly pouring out onto something and we're not refueling in the right ways, we will burn out. And it's funny, I'm actually at my childhood home right now. Um, my house has some construction going on. So I came to my, my parents' house to record this because it was quieter. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself because my parents told me growing up and as I was building Simplified, like, Emily, you are burning the candle at both ends. You have to take a break. You have to let this hard work be seasonal and give yourself seasons of rest. And I was like, you don't understand. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> and so... I, I write about burnout. It's happened to me about every three years. I write about burnout because I've lived it. I know what it means in every sense of the word to completely hit a wall. And that's what happens when we go fast and hard. We think we are on this trajectory of success and upward and upward and upward. And eventually what we realize is we're actually headed off a cliff. So we have to pause every now and then, refuel recenter, make sure what we're doing is on track. Um, I tell the story about cutting half of our business in the, in the book um, and how scary it was, but knowing that I was doing the right thing because it was what we were all about at our core. Um, so, so yeah, taking that, that time to refuel and get ourselves ready for the next season is just so, so absolutely paramount. Absolutely. Yeah, so true. I I really love that because I agree with the girl boss stuff. It can be overwhelming (laughs) and hold you to a weird standard um, Mm -hmm. and can lead to burnout. So that's awesome. And speaking of burnout, our next question is, it's so easy for women to lose themselves in their day-to-day responsibilities. And you talk about Mm -hmm. this and your whole why behind Simplified. So what's a practical way for women to discover or rediscover who they are at their core? And I loved all the worksheets in your book about this. Uh, We talk Mm -hmm. a lot about personal style on our podcast, and I felt like this really kind of related a lot to that. So Mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. I mean, think about, so I have three kids. My oldest is going to be 10 next week. I still can't believe that. And then I have um, twins who are six, four-year-old twins who just turned six and a husband and a house and a mortgage and laundry and a business. And so often I get so like bogged down by all the hats I wear and all the things I am to other people to give yourself permission and time to sit down and reacquaint yourself with who you are is so life-giving. Um, I think when I, when I sat down to write Growing Boldly, I was about to turn 37. And I was kind of realizing that I was just then becoming like who I always wanted to be or who I was meant to be. Um, the Emily outside of Emily Lay or outside of Simplified, outside of the mom of three, the wife to Brian, you know, and giving myself a chance to develop the questions that are in the second chapter of the book, all about yourself. Like, yes, your personal style, your um, the happiest memories of your life, your deepest fears, um, those little quirks about yourself, getting to know those things. You know, a lot of, a lot of women will pick up this book and not have any idea what kind of life they want to build or even where to start. 
And I think that's such a good launch pad, answering questions like that or having someone like the book does guide you through a self, a process of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Ha- you know, having someone walk you through that, you never know. I mean, I was the little girl that a fun Saturday to me was like cleaning out under my bed. It's just, <laughs> it was, it was a weird quirk and it was nurtured by my mom, who's the exact same way. Um, but it was a weird quirk that ended up becoming something that I kind of nourished and then it turned into a, a life, like a whole career and everything. Um, so I, I hope I hope no one is um, intimidated by the idea of building a life you love if you don't know what that might even look like. Giving yourself time to get to know who you are outside of all the hats you wear is so valuable and will help point you to the path um, that will eventually lead you there. Well, you might have liked cleaning out under your bed, but I liked filling out quizzes in magazines. So I feel like it kind of relates. (laughs) I love it. Tea magazine. Yes, of course. (laughs) What flavor or what, you know, flavor chapstick should you be wearing or something like that? Yes. I need to know. Tell me the answers. (laughs) That's so great. I also love that you... Um, really walk your readers through that because I think a lot of times we're told it's selfish to to think yeah. about our ourselves at all and to to think about the life that we want to live. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and it's funny. You know how people come up with the word of the year every uh-huh. year. Yeah. Um, I always struggled with that, but I the a word I always came back to was build, and that's kind of why the book was based on that word. But this past year. Um, with 2021 coming up, I mean, everything was on a head, right? Everything at the end of the year was different. And I, I, I thought, you know what, what if my focus this year, I mean, in the, in the past, it's been a hundred different things. What if I made it me? Like, is that mm. selfish? I'm going to focus on putting my oxygen mask on first this year. And maybe, I don't know, maybe at the end of the year, I'll have deep regret and I'll call myself selfish <laughs> and pick a new word. But, but what I've tried it the other way. So what uh-huh. if I try it this way and see what what happens and how I'm better able to fulfill all of those responsibilities if I put myself first. And so that's, I mean, it's February, so I'm only a little ways in, but it feels really good. And it, it doesn't so far, ask me in October, but so far it doesn't feel selfish. It feels the opposite. It feels like I'm filling up this well that is like overflowing for me to give to other people. And in the past, it's felt the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely agree with that. And I love, I love, like I said, that you give um, your readers permission to do that. You also said in Growing Boldly that our goals need to have roots, or at least we need to, we need to understand the why behind why we're mm-hmm. setting them. Um, why do you think that's so important? Well, I think we can set arbitrary goals. Like I want to run a half marathon. Well, that's all well and good. But when your legs hurt and you're tired mm-hmm. and your kids woke you up at 4 a.m. because it was storming last night, which was me last <laughs> night. Um, if When that kind of thing happens and you, you face the hard thing, if you can't remember your why, you'll give up. Um, if it's not rooted in something, then it doesn't have legs. And it's kind of like a business goal. If you have a, if you have a dream of building a business and you make a $6,000 mistake when you have absolutely $0 in your bank account, which happened to me, mm-hmm. um, you have to remember, like, I'm not, I'm not in this to be a flash in the pan. I'm not in this just to make enough money to pay the bills. I, I'm in this to create a life, to create a certain type of childhood for my kids where I'm not at work 60 hours a week. Um, 
I had to, I had to be able to fall back on something so that when that kind of thing happened and all my first planners I printed were wrong and I had to pay the recycling company to come pick them up, like that painful stuff, it was, it would have been so easy for me to just be like, forget it. I quit. This is so hard. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the money. I give Mm -hmm. up. But if you are connected to something deeper, then it reminds you like, this is a stepping stone. This is a hurdle. And this is one of many, and I'm just going to get up and keep going. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I like applying that to personal goals as well. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I come from a PR background, and we talk a lot about strategies mm-hmm. and tactics and, you know, quantifying yeah. everything. But um, really having uh, the why behind it is something that you can't you can't measure in that way. But yeah. that's what truly will make you reach those goals. I think it's so true. And no matter, no matter what the goal is or how big things become or small or hard or whatever, simplified, we have nine teammates, myself included now, and we have, we have products in Target and Walmart and a bunch of big stores. It, like it is what it is, but my why is so that I can have flexibility as a mom. That was wholeheartedly from the beginning why I started it. And it has not changed. So when you're trying to figure out your why, remember that no matter what happens, no matter a global pandemic, no matter you know how hard or big or you know things get, the why doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, you know, when I in 2017, I had infant twin, or let's see, a two-year-old twins, and I had a six-year-old, and I was on 48 airplanes that year, and oh I looked at like I mean it's just it was insane. And I, I look, I looked at my life and I was like, I have absolutely nothing to complain about, but this is exhausting. And this isn't what I wanted to have. And I was on all those airplanes because our products are being sold in 800 stores around the Mm -hmm. world, which sounds amazing in a bio, but like living it, it was really difficult. And that was when I had to, it was my husband who said, why did you, why, why, why are you doing this? Why do you have this business? What is it? And he said it was to have flexibility as a mom and you don't have that anymore. Are you happy? And I was like, no. (laughs) And so we cut our wholesale program and focused on our online store and eventually doubled the company the next year because we put our, all of our efforts into what we cared most about that then gave us my whole team, not just me flexibility to be the women we wanted to be. And, um, no matter what, now when things get complicated or hard with, with work or family or whatever, I always go back to that why. And if things feel off, then something has to change. Yeah. Wow. That's very inspiring. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just can't even imagine that. <laughs> that was so a really go- short version of that story, by the way. <laughs> that story is so much longer. <laughs> just know I glossed over it completely, but it was, um, it was much hairier, but yeah. Yeah, well, pruning the tree to get some more blooms, it sounds like. So So going back to setting goals, chasing the life that you love. So what lies do you believe that most women tell themselves or other people tell them that keeps them from chasing their dreams and creating a life that they love? Oh, I mean, pick one of the million. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not wealthy enough. We, all the things. I think we, I think we feed ourselves a steady diet of, of nonsense because of um, media, social media, the world. I mean, our our entire world right now is telling us that if we're not perfect, we're not worthy. And um, I only know that because I've believed it for a long time. Um, 
when I, when my first son was born, I can remember walking around my house. It was kind of had like a circular walkway and I was walking with a baby on my hip and a laptop on the other and a pile of laundry. I couldn't keep from falling over in the chair. And I was like, every other woman is doing life well, like her hair is done and her dinner is on the table at six and she's wearing heels and her house is gorgeous. And I am just trying to like get the spit up off my shirt and mm-hmm. nurse the baby while I'm on a conference call. So he doesn't cry. And it was just so much. And it wasn't until I, I guess got com- like comfortable with life being a little messy. Cause it is um, that I was able to give myself the grace to just be, you know, um, We also have to remember social media is a wonderful thing, but it's not real life. It's a highlight reel. And it's important for us to sometimes take breaks away from the things or the people that are feeding us lies about ourselves. Um, And they might be either feeding us directly by telling us, or they might be just inciting something in us that sparks those, that negative talk. Um, I try every year to take a month off of social media and completely unplug. And it's amazing what it will do for your mental health to do that. Do you have like the same month every year? Or I usually do. Yeah. It's January until they schedule a book release right after. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. I know. Yeah. I usually take January because my, um, it works out for my company. We have a, we do a simplicity challenge every year. It's my team manages my social media while I'm out, but um, this year, I think I'm going to take the month of June off. So it, okay. it, I guess I can say it fluctuates, but I just, I try to schedule, um, a month off and then like a couple weekends here and there off just to just be away, like be present in life. Um, I think it's so important. And I think as I've gotten older, I've, I've started to realize, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that social media is a fantastic tool, but if you're not setting boundaries with it, it will absolutely suck you dry. For sure. For sure. And that's a lot, a lot of the reasons why we started this podcast, even though we're a homemaking podcast, which is you would think a visual thing with your house and meals and things like that is really just to have a conversation around it and then not have to get into that comparison, Mm -hmm. Pinterest, perfect images. So So um, that goes a lot with our value system as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you never see, you can see the perfectly set t- dinner table and you don't, you know, you don't see the pile of laundry behind it. Oh my or God. The story yeah, it's overflowing. About, <laughs> yeah, or the story of the burnt, the other burnt turkey that's in the trash. So we, we come and tell those um, stories. So yes. It's funny, my, uh, my home office has these beautiful shelves behind me and I, I try to keep it like neat and tidy when I'm on a video call or an interview or things mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. everyone will always be like, your office is so clean. And I'm always like, yeah, you can't see the other side of <laughs> all the things to get this side clean. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so just to kind of wrap up, if there is one thing you want your readers to take away from growing boldly, what would that be? You are worthy. You are 100% worthy. You're, you're not defined by your past, that thing that happened to you, that bad choice you made, the time you spent feeling stuck. Um, you are 100% worthy. And now is as good a time as ever to dig in and start thinking about what your life could be. And if you would like to really, you know, make change. I love that. 
Well, having read to your book, I would also add to that and say you're worthy, but you're also capable. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something Mm -hmm. that you really inspired in me um, from reading the book. So I hope that everyone picks up their copy. And where can they get it, Emily? Yes. So it's available everywhere. Books are sold. Um, I'd love to encourage everyone to visit their local bookstores, local businesses. Small businesses have had such a hard time this past year. Um, But you can also get it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And then Target has a special edition with bonus content in the back. And the audio version has a bonus chapter that's titled, Where to Start When Everything Feels Like It's Falling Apart. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And you're on Instagram at Emily Lay. And then also your business is at Simplified. Is that correct? Yep. You got it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily. We really enjoyed having you on and good luck. We're excited about the new book. We've been fans Thank for a while. So <laughs> I appreciate it. This was so much fun to talk with you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the interview and had some takeaways and can't wait to read her book. Absolutely. And of course, you can connect with us on Instagram. I'm at jvalexander16 and Jacqueline is at Jacqueline Humble. And if you aren't already a member of our Facebook group, please join it, the Millennial Homemakers. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the book as you're reading it. So excited. I can't wait to talk about it in our Facebook group. It's going to be awesome. Talk to y'all next week. Bye.